Welcome back. Let's discuss what went down last night. The Bill Michael Show continues on. Joining us now over on the hotline, our buddy Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Eric, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think you follow me on Twitter, but last night uh, the boos were raining down. I said, hell yeah. The Why you put A.J. Dillon in and not your best player in Aaron Jones after your defense is on the field for 10-plus minutes and go a couple of plays, three carries, two yards, was a complete mystery to me. Coaches are supposed to put you in the proper place at the proper time to be successful. Joe Barry's defense is soft and sucks. I'm so pissed today I can't stand it. I blame a lot of this on Matt LaFleur, Joe Barry, and when they needed him most, Aaron Rodgers came up short. How are you doing today? Holy cow, I don't think this is the hotline. This is more like the frozen line. Wow. Man, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm still furious from last night, yeah. Yeah, it certainly was an interesting game. Um, you know, I, so here's interesting. Rather than sit up in the press box where it's nice and warm and cozy, I just I elected to go sit down in the bowl because I, I like the, the viewpoint of being able to see the field. When, I'm, when you're up in the box, I, a lot of times I use my binoculars so I can't really get the whole flow of the defense until I watch it the next day or that, that evening. So I wanted to be in the bowl because I wanted to get the, the, the vantage point of seeing the defensive uh, line versus linebackers and the Packers secondary and how they were going to line up. And then also you get to see, the, you know, watching the routes develop um, rather than on screen live is really because the timing, you don't you miss that on the screen. <clears throat> and I'll tell you this. I walked away with it with, with two things. One, I kind of agree with you on the on the on the defensive coordinator side. I mean, I get frustrated. I mean, a lot of people got to, we get everyone who's upset about the about the defense has got to understand they're playing without one of the best pass rushers in the league before he got hurt and injured and and out. Rashawn Gary's um, quarterback pressure hurry percentage was the, was I think the best in the NFL. If not, it was in the top two or three. You lose that guy and you lost. A big chunk of the defense. I mean, don't. That's just the way it is. And the other part on offense that was frustrating to me were that some of the again some of the decision makings that they made at the quarterback position throwing the ball when there are guys wide open for first downs and he's going over the top. Those are the things that they didn't do last week that they did this week. Get pressure on the quarterback. They're going to have to. I think they're going to have to make a position uh, a personnel change to get more consistent pressure on the quarterback. And they're going to have to heat heat quarterbacks up with linebackers and safeties, but it's it's just not good right now. Um, the, I, I don't like the timing on their blitzes. I'm, I'm glad that they're doing it, and it makes them. But but I don't like the timing there, and I don't like where in the series. A lot of times you saw the Packers on second down they send a backer or a safety. Third down they sit in coverage. You tell me why. I do it just the opposite. Know. Yeah, I, I, that I don't know because now you got you get your drop you got you're really rushing four guys that aren't getting any pressure and you have seven guys sitting back in coverage, just getting picked apart. It's not gonna. I, I don't understand that part of it, and it's and that part is from a defensive mindset that's really struggling. I watch the the coverage. I, it was like second and six, and I watched the coverage sitting at about ten yards back, and on the snap of the ball. I watched the coverage on both ends of the field begin to backpedal and basically giving up the the first down. And, and sure enough, it's a quick out, six, seven, eight yards, first down, and then you, you know, the drive continues. I, I don't understand what 
the philosophy is. I've never in my life been taught that. I've never in my life. It's like you don't give up that that it's all about land ownership. You don't give up the land ownership. I, what philosophy, what mathematician says this is a good thing? Well, the philosophy that this this particular defense is is to stay over the top and don't let anything and run and tackle stuff in front of you. And that hopefully should open yourself up for some turnovers um, and give your cornerbacks, you know, you're looking at the quarterback, playing your zone, blah, blah, blah. That's what it is. That is not going to work when you don't get any pressure on the quarterback. If the quarterback's running around back there, awesome, because then the ball's going to move around. You're going to have they're going to spray it around. There's going to be opportunities for interceptions for big plays defensively. But when the quarterback is sitting back there on a rocking chair, reaching down for a cold beer and eating potato chips, it, it, taking his time to make his yeah. reads, it's it's really difficult. It's very difficult. So they have to do something, and they're trying. They're trying. It's just not very good. You know, their linebacker stunts aren't very good. They're sending backers or uh, safeties off the edge. And the timing is a little bit off, and they, you know, and that's not Joe Barry's forte. He's not a blitzer. He's a base guy, four down linemen or three down linemen, two outside backers. And usually, when he was with, with some of the other teams that he was coaching, one backer. So they do some things a little differently. But again, it all starts same as things on offense. It all starts up front. They got to get to the quarterback. They got to they got to get him moving his feet. And unfortunately, last night, Tannehill didn't have to move his feet. He never got off the spot and was able to sit back and make the reads and make the right throw. Here's here's the other question I have for you. And, and when you've got a defense, you know, you go back to years when Brian Billick had uh, that Ravens defense. You go to when, you know, uh, um, Pitt, Pittsburgh had a defense that could cover on the outside and they had strong safeties. When you had good coverage, you didn't worry about playing 10 yards down the field. You know, you played three, four yards off. You gave him a chuck at the line of scrimmage. You tried to disrupt the route. Give your give your defenders an extra second to get to the quarterback, and that's the way you play defense. Are they so afraid that they're so inept in the secondary they don't have the ability to cover? I, I don't believe that that is accurate. I believe this is the system that he likes to run. This is the system that he ran uh, in L.A., This is and this is what he's done the last two years. And it's not aggressive. It's, it's more of a passive defense. And um, in order for it to work, you got to have a playmaker at every level that's making plays. And there isn't that for Green Bay. You got a linebacker, who, a rookie linebacker who avoids contact at all costs. So that's a problem, uh, especially from a, you know, from a guard position. You, nobody on the D line, you know, Kenny Clark, we all love him, but he's not having a great, the best season. And part of it is because he's constantly getting double teamed. Um, there's nobody on the edge that's bringing any serious or consistent pressure. You know, linebackers, your best linebackers on the on the bench uh, right now in the tub. Uh, and in the secondary, hey, Jair Alexander, you'd say all these guys, who's making consistent plays? There isn't anybody. So in order for this defense, for a defense like this to work, you've got to be able to get pressure up front. You've got to have linebackers that can cover, and you've got to be able to have – that ball hawk kind of safety and a cornerback that can shut it down. And I think we all thought that. I think they thought that coming into this season, that's what they had. But unfortunately, uh, it's just not panning out. And I, you know, I never like going after coaches, but there, there needs to be some serious changes in order for that defense to be successful. There's six games left. At least got to have a little bit of pride and go out and play. And I'm not so sure. Obviously, this defense isn't playing for that particular coordinator. 
not calling for him to get fired. I'm just saying they need to make some changes. Yeah, I, uh, it, I here's the other thing, and you bring up a great point. This is his philosophy. They don't have the talent to run the philosophy. A good coach then adapts to the talent you have. And that's my for sure. Ar- for argument. Sure. That's I, you know, you I, yeah, I and I just I, I've seen a couple of things here and there where they got a little more aggressive. And, you know, in like last week against their last Sunday against the Cowboys, they just kind of like let it fly. It wasn't a great performance, but they let it fly. And it seemed like guys were flying to the ball. Guys seemed energized. Last night, it was like just this soft coverage, non-aggressive, no emotion. It just wasn't there. It, it, it I, were, I am baffled. They were good against the run. I mean, don't take that. You can't take that away from them. I mean, they they were solid against the run. But I think there's, if you looked at the way that folded the last couple of weeks, the way it's kind of things kind of kind of look. You know, if you look at the tea leaves, you saw um, Quay Walker last week, the week before, get a couple snaps here and there at outside backer, and then you saw last night when they went to the floor down lineman two outside backers, that, that's where Quay Walker played. And you saw him also in nickel on a couple of occasions play outside backer. So at this point in time, when you got the most – that's their most physical guy in the front seven, feet, speed, length, height, and he wasn't bad. And then, and you don't have to ask him to go make – to go run up on a play because he's got to be there. When he was on the line of scrimmage, he was good against the run. I mean, not superstar great, but he was obviously out of position a little bit, but he's good. But my point is, is he's a big, long, strong, fast guy. That might, and, and you have a team that can't generate any pressure off the edge or up the middle. Maybe that's the spot to put him. Or they need to blitz him more often from the inside linebacker position and, and utilize that particular. Because one of two things are going to happen. If, if you blitz him, he's at least going to get moving forward on the run. And if you get lucky and he gets a sack, that's great. He did have the, the big pressure early on last, last evening and, so I, I think they have some pieces there. It's whether or not they're going to choose to utilize it. That's that's the problem on defense. Um, uh, we're talking with Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette breaking down last night's film. Again, we have another special teams gaffe uh, where the snap isn't great and the, the ball ends up getting blocked. And so we saw that. It's just they can't put a whole game together to save their life. Matt LaFleur at the podium after the game used the words, I don't know, numerous times in his post-game presser. Um, offensively, I well, – there were a lot of times I could – you insincere there? That was shocking, wasn't it? I, I was it, – it wasn't like he was insincere. It was like I really believe that he's at a loss. Right, exactly. I mean, I think to me that was probably one of the most sincere statements he made. But I don't know. Right. Very telling. And, and, and I, I just – I, I still go back to your team is on the field for 10-plus minutes. You you get the stop. It's an emotional high for a very drained defense. And I don't know why at that point in time. I get it. I know what he's going to say. It's, well, we're deep in our own territory. We've got to pl- plunge the ball out with A.J. A. Dillon. But A.J. Dillon's not running well this year, if you just look at the numbers. And instead of putting Aaron Jones in as one of what we all consider to be your top one or two weapons, they put him on the sideline because it's just A.J. Dillon's turn. Can you explain to me How what the hell Madelfour is thinking? Right. I, I don't know because this def- that defense they played is very physical, and those backers and safeties were downhill. And they're smelling blood. You know, when you're that close to the goal line there, they're smelling blood. They got it. They're, going, they're coming down. And I think to run into the teeth of that, I get the thought process is probably you can run by it. But I think in that situation – that late in the game, you've been showing that you're running the ball. You got your running formation in. 
how about a how about a play action pass? How about we 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 you've got power and then you hit the tight end or something, a quick hitter just to get right. the room and get the heck out of there. You know, because right. now you're standing in the shadows of your goalpost. That's pretty tough to sledding back there. When Not I said mention, you last might have night, to punt. When I said last night on Twitter, boo that pathetic coaching staff, that's that's exactly what I was talking about. The soft coverage consistently out of, out of Joe Barry and then that piss-poor play calling after your defense gave it all to finally get off the field. That's what you give them. One management, and again, they didn't have timeouts. Clock management and things like that that are turning points in the ball game, and he just pisses them away. Yeah, you're you're right. And I I met a guy last night by the name of Josh, and he asked me the same kind of question uh, last night, and uh, which was kind of interesting because he did recognize me from uh, your show. So that was pretty cool. Thank you. But anyway, oh, cool. the reality is, yeah, it was cool. Uh, the reality is, um, I, I questioned it too, and, and some of it's the judgment. So that 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 series was bad. Fast forward to the fourth quarter, they got the ball. It's fourth and three. They got two receivers that is an easy pass for a first down. And he throws it over the top to, to Lazard, who has proven that he gets far too many uh, balls. He gets far too many targets. And that's the decision. That's the decision. You got you got you had Aaron Jones who was who had to just who had who had a, a gap in front of the backer. If he held it for one more second, he clears the backer and you got a first down. You got you got uh, Tunyon coming from the top running and out, easy, easy, peasy play for him to make, and he throws it over the top to Lazard. Yeah, is that coaching baffling. or is that player quarterback decision? I don't know. But I, I I can't imagine that that would be something that that's a good situation. That's what that's when you go on your in your in your film study and that this is what we want to do there. I just don't get it. Last question, how bad do you think the thumb is and how much of an excuse should we make for Aaron Rodgers in some of the inexplicable misses that he's had in the last few weeks specifically? I have no idea uh, on the thumb issue. can't tell you. I think some of the misses, looking at um, he's a smart player. He does a lot of good things. I don't think he's physically washed up. You know, you hear, you know, People who are crazy out there screaming, he's physically washed up. Not the case. He's not physically washed up. He's making some bad decisions, and he's throwing kind of like that last year at McCarthy. He was kind of, you know, thrown off the back foot, not using proper mechanics. And he saw it again last night. There was a pass that he missed to Tunyon in the flat because he threw it out in front of him. Couldn't get, couldn't get it there. You saw the pass to um, to Watkins and then to, to uh, uh, Lazard. All passes – that for Aaron Rodgers are like pretty easy passes, but the mechanics just aren't there. You know, and you look at Tannehill's mechanics, you know, he's not as talented with his arms. So he's, he's always got to be good with his feet. And, and, and I think a lot of times Aaron Rodgers got away with having bad feet. Um, but I think, you know, when you're staring down the barrel of a really bad season and you're not performing, you just got to go back to basics, get your mechanics straight, do it right. And, you, and I think you're good there. I, I can't question. I can't comment on the on the thumb, but I, more of it to me is the decision making and the mechanics. Eric, great stuff, man. Have a good weekend, and uh, we will chat again real soon. Okay. Yeah. To all the hunters out there, go have a good time. Be safe. Yeah. And, and Bill, thanks again for letting me be on your show. I appreciate it. it hey, you're you know I thought it was you and I and maybe you know Pete Doherty listening to the program, but apparently there's a couple other people doing it too. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's about it. It was it was really kind of unique. So then 
then you know the rest of the evening I had to move a couple spots, but there was lots of questions. But it was a good time. It was a really good time. Okay. We met some nice people, and um, sitting down there, I was really excited to see the angle and being that close. I, I was really fortunate. I got with a group of guys, and we were sat in row 15 on the 30-yard line. I mean, come on. I mean, the vision and the, and the level to be able to see uh, the plays develop versus up in the press box was unmatched. It was awesome. There you go. Good stuff, man. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Enjoy. Stay Thanks, warm. Eric. All right. Talk to you. There you go. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670 if you want to hit us up. Uh, apparently, there was a tweet out there that says something about, uh, you know, somebody uh, asking Rogers during a make-a-wish uh, how his finger is, and he replied that the thumb is actually broken. His thumb was still really bruised and swollen last Saturday. That was uh, a tweet from earlier today, I guess, that people are talking about. Now, my question is, why would Rogers tell somebody that? You know? The thumb is actually broken. Uh, one unconfirmed report of somebody tweeting it out saying that Rogers told him this on a Make-A-Wish show or at a Make-A-Wish event. I'm monitoring it. Yeah. We have uh, the big J of the show. Put it this way. If the thumb was broken, uh, don't we think that our guy Mike Clemens, who's there every damn day, would know? Yeah. Yeah, I would assume Mike would know. Rogers would have told somebody that the thumb is actually broke. Remember, there was a time when he took the tape off because he said it felt great, was feeling better. Was that over in London, I think? No, it happened in London. It was the week after or two weeks after that. He said the thumb felt good. He took the tape off and, it, you know, he, he you know, kind of got it banged up a little bit again. But um, it, I, you know, I don't know. I guess put it this way. If the thumb is broke, let's just say that it is. The thumb's broke. This time of year, in the cold, can't grip the football. When they needed you most, your throws were off. Okay, then you probably should sit. If the thumb isn't broke, and it's just sore or whatever, you know, you're probably getting it shot up before the game anyway, so it's somewhat numb, so it's hard to feel the ball. But explain to me why you can throw in the air to Christian Watson 51 yards on a dime, but you can't hit Aaron Jones on a six-yard crossing pattern. I just I, I won't I won't buy it as an excuse. That's all. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. All right. Let's open the phones back up. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's open the phones back up. For all of you that called earlier, let's go. Let's open them all back up. Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and uh, take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're we'll start talking with you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Water Doctors out in Waukesha, Wisconsin. But if you need a water softening system anywhere in the great state of Wisconsin, and, and by the way, the Connecticut, by far the best water softening system out there. I swear by this. I've got it in my home. Uh, call our buddy John Atley, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. Get a hold of him, h2theletterodoctors.com. Now, say you live in Wausau. Get a hold of John, and if he can't help you, he'll put you into the, in touch with the dealer right there in your own backyard. How about that, right? They're, they're, all, they're all Connecticut. 
But John will help you out. John's the guy to go to. And you know why? Because also he gives back to the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy, and they help out veterans as well that need it, service dogs of many different types. Help them help the vets and give John a call over at uh, the Water Doctors, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733, or go to H2, the letter O, doctors.com. We'll be right back. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Couldn't tell you point to one thing. Uh, I'm not going to make excuses about my thumb. It's been the same since New York. I don't know. i got to go back and look at it. I felt like fundamentally I was you know, in a good spot, but I just didn't have the same type of uh, consistent grip and ball coming out the same way. I threw a lot of kind of wobblers tonight. So there was some wind, but just missed a few throws I should have had. Welcome back. Now, it's not like he's sitting there going, you know what? The thumb's broke. Doesn't sound like uh, he's making that excuse. Uh, just correct me if I'm wrong. I wanted to throw it out there. Uh, you can only go by what's stated. We're not uh, privy to the, uh, to the doctor's reports or anything like that. So um, I don't know what to tell you. But for those that say, oh, it's broke. He told me. Okay. I just don't think Rogers is giving up that kind of information. 877-867-1670. Let's get back at it. Eric listening to us in Green Bay. Eric, how you doing today, man? What's going on? I'm doing all right, Bill. How are you doing, man? I've had better days. I'm kind of pissed off because I just uh, I felt last night that was it. That's the dagger. Yeah, maybe not numerically, but, you know, I agree with everything that you have said. Um you know, I wanted to touch on a couple of things. One thing I've got to mention, though, that hasn't been mentioned yet, and, and it, I've been writing this for years, but, man, Mason Crosby's got to go. That dude, I mean, you defer to the second half, and then he puts the kickoff on the 20. I mean, oh, let's take care of that first half of the field for you also there, guys. There you go. Let's yeah. get you up on the 50-yard line. I mean, I'm sick of that. Get get Ramiz Ahmed or somebody back to do kickoffs because I, I – I'm just not a Crosby guy, but he, he really hurts the team a lot. But to, to, to the point that, I mean, you and I have discussed this a couple of times, the, the weirdness, there's just something that just doesn't seem right, right? And we can't put our finger on it. But one of the things that I noticed, and, and I'm going to talk about the offense. I think the defense choked last night, but uh, I'm going to talk about the offense here. They don't ride anything. They don't ride anything. So last night, what Watson makes a play, he raises his finger, goes straight to the sidelines. Jones makes a play, raises his finger, goes straight to the sidelines. It, it's like, oh, you made your play. Now we got to get somebody else's turn in there to make their play. No, man. What, what he has done is he's taken away any kind of up-tempo to this offense at all, at yeah. all. And he's got one of the best up-tempo quarterbacks ever to play the game. And he's taken away any up-tempo at all. And doesn't allow anybody to get lathered up. So you have things like Jones hitting the wrong darn hole. I mean, he went ran smack into the two hole, which was completely clogged. And the one hole you could have drove a bus through. You know, he doesn't let him get lathered up. And then at the end of the year, because he doesn't let him get toughened up either, he gets belted by somebody and fumbles in our own end of the field. I mean, how many playoff games in, in a row now have the Packers had a fumble deep in their own end of the field? Right. You know? 
so he doesn't, he doesn't write anything. It's not like he, he goes, these are the things that are working. We're going to keep doing this until it stops, and we're going to go up tempo, and we're just going to hammer them and hammer them and hammer No, every, every, single, every single play is a huddle. I mean, I like how they're huddling up now better. It looks better. It's a little more secretive. But every single play, until they get in the two-minute drill, and then they don't know what to do, and they don't know what to do anymore if Rodgers gets a free play. Nobody's just, everybody's just right. saying, okay, fly pattern. It's like, where, what are you guys doing, man? You got a free play. Everybody go deep. That, that, you know, I just, there's just things that are, that are just, and it is coaching. It is coaching. I mean, defense last night, it's like, okay, now the secondary is going to fall apart. You're going to let, you're going to let this guy, not that Tannehill sucks, but Tannehill's just a dude, man. And he picked them apart. They did a great right. job on on Henry, only to get picked apart by Tannehill. Coaching, it's coaching. Something something is inherently wrong, and and everybody knows what it is outside of twelve sixty five Lombardi, because they're utilizing it to beat them, but they don't know what it is. That's the problem. Yeah. That that's the problem. Thanks for taking my call, Bill. Have a great. I no, appreciate it, bud. Thanks, man. He drops off. You get on board eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um, there's not a lot there I can argue with. Now, if a guy raises his hand and needs to come out, he needs to come out for something, whatever that happens to be. That's, that's on the player. That's not on the coach. So he needs to come out, whether he took a hit, he needs to catch his breath, uh, whatever. I, I agree with that. And Aaron Jones this year, I think has taken more of a beating than in years prior. Um, so he, and he really hasn't been any kind of a fumble machine. I agree with you. I also know that, you know, some of the games that they've obviously played they're in the postseason where they dropped the ball, Aaron Jones had the one a few years back. He got drilled in ta- against Tampa Bay. I mean, he, he got hit so hard. He left the game and, and never returned and didn't come back for an off season. That's how hard he got hit. So yeah, fumbles are going to happen. I mean, Mercedes Lewis last year, coughing it up, you know, that changed the tide of the game as well, but man, oh man, oh man. Um, I agree. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's go to our buddy Dwayne listening to us in Oshkosh. Dwayne, how you doing today, man? What's up? Bill, first, I, I was watching last night. Are you okay, buddy? Is the blood pressure back all right? Or? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm oh, hanging in there. Man, I, you were... I was... I was pissed off at the Packers. As pa- Packers fans were mad at me, but I, I fended it off. I'm good today. Thank you. I'm going to go take something. Good. <laughs> I got a, I got a, a a question for you and then a comment. Question, because okay. you kept talking about the soft coverage last night. Yeah, we ran five man and six man pressure packages, and did not get home. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen that? Five man rush, six man rush, and couldn't get home. Um, no, I, I mean you know not on a consistent basis like that. No, I that's agree with you. Tom, they 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 tried. They did a, apart. They well, they did. They did a few things differently, and I applaud them for that. But the problem I had is, didn't matter if you brought six, didn't matter if you brought seven or eight. What I have a problem is that when you got three wides, you got two wideouts and a slot receiver. Everybody is six yards back, and all they need is four yards for a first down. And Tannehill gives you a quick bloop, four yard pass for a first down. My question is, it does if it's that quick, it doesn't matter how fast your pass rush is because it's a one step drop, boop, right over, drop it in for four yards, first down. You live to fight another day. I don't understand that. If you're going to bring the pressure, why not bring up the the guys at the uh, line of scrimmage and man and give your pressure a little bit more time to get to Tannehill? 
I think it's all culture of these modern coordinators. They're afraid that, oh, so-and-so is not in the lineup. we got to cover for this, and we got to do this. Screw that. Rush the damn passer and put your guys that are supposed to be these best corners in the league in coverage. Man to man. Get yeah. macho on these guys. Oh, my God. Just, just go down and swing have, it. Bill. Yeah, go ahead. What's that? Yeah. yeah I, I, my my point is just go down swinging. That's all I want to see. Exactly. Don't do this. Just rush and, and get, you know, old football. Old football if you have to bring it that way. Here's the elephant in the room, Bill, and I think it goes all the way to camp, and I don't think any of us really understood it. All we heard about this team was how great this defense looked, right, in their yep. whatever, OTR camps. And, you know, when I did this stuff for a living, we had training camp, and that was it. So I don't mm-hmm. know about all these other camps, okay? Quarterback wasn't at any of them anyway, so who cares? But we heard all this stuff about how great this defense looked, right? Right. You know why? Because they were against our offense. They all banged the crap, (laughs) had two missing starters from the offensive line, had all brand-new receivers dang near, and everybody went, oh, my gosh, it's the Packer offense. Well, my gosh, look at they're shutting down our offense. That's because they weren't a good offense back then. Yeah. No, I, 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 mean, <laughs> I agree with you, man. Appreciate the phone call. I'm late for a break. We're going to continue with the phone calls, getting your reaction. Packers lose. And if uh, Wayne Larrabee was uh, available right now, uh, I would say, Wayne, go ahead and say it. And Wayne would say, after last night, there is your dagger. Now, mathematical hope reigns supreme. And I, I do not uh, want to disting- extinguish that, but that was it. Now, there's nothing that tells me this team's going to be able to reel off all of a sudden, you know, Six straight wins. That ain't happening. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you. Welcome back. Bill Michael Show. Continuing on and, uh, man. Drown some sorrows over the Packers season tonight. If you're going to do it, uh, either going to get yourself a few uh, few beers, pop them, tap them out, uh, or maybe just like uh, you know, wine from Wisconsin, made by Wisconsin people. To drown your Wisconsin sorrows at this point, I guess. Don't forget about our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. they got a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, just keep checking them out on Facebook. ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. And it's uh, it's that time of year. Gift-giving season. Makes a nice gift, too. Something from Wisconsin. Shop local. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com or ask for them by name in your local grocery store, liquor store, wine store. Forgotten Fire Winery. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is Forgotten firewinery.com again forgotten firewinery.com um back to the phone calls and uh, let's get to it uh, mike listening to us in jackson mike how you doing man what's going on bill how you doing today i'm doing okay i'm uh, i'm breathing a little bit better today man that was just a pitiful football game to watch last night i you know and and like you were saying earlier about you know with lafleur with these interviews after these games and you know what's mark murphy thinking when he's answering i don't know 
I mean, I'm I know, sorry, right? Bill. I, I, I want Matt LaFleur fired. And you know what? If they fired him before the end of the season, I would be happy with that. Because you can just tell there's not a sense of urgency. I don't know if you if you see that, but you, you it, these guys just, it, it almost looks like he's lost the team. And he's hanging on, you know, like you said, yeah. and it's just not happening, Bill. And, and you know, and it's like, I, Mark, I want three hours of my life back that I lost last night watching this game. It was just, yeah. a, a, you know, in national television, and, and, and an embarrassment performance coming off of a win over the Cowboys. I mean, what a disgrace. You know, and like you were saying, Bill, third and seven, I played defensive back, okay? Third and seven. And you're going to play five, six yards off the off the receiver. I mean, give yep. me a break. What, what what are you doing? Like the the first down marker is right there. The guy makes a cut to the outside of the field, past the first down marker by a yard, and gets the first down. You know, you should right. be playing up on the line of scrimmage. Well, I yeah. mean, and hitting these guys. And like you said, where's the pass rush? You're, you're rushing six, seven guys, and nobody can get to the quarterback. I'm sorry. I would fire the defensive coordinator today, and I would fire Matt Lafleur today. When just, you have you know, guys and, and, and rebuild, I mean, move on. When you have guys six yards off the ball on a third and four, just for example, and guys are backpedaling, and yet you're going to bring six. My question is why? Because all you need to do is a quarterback. Tannehill will recognize it. You take a two quick two three step drop at most. Boom, get a quick out. You don't have time to give him a pass rush. You, what, what are you doing? Why do you, why you, who cares? Because he's going to get rid of the ball within a second and a half anyway and still pick up the first down. It, it's it, If you press him at the line of scrimmage, it takes an extra second or two to get that guy open, and then that pass rush can become effective. I don't understand the yin for yang where it's just giving it away, and, and that's what's so mind-numbing to me when they do this on a consistent basis. That soft zone is just killing you, and he keeps running it out there. And as Eric Branchek said earlier, when, but this is the philosophy. And and my argument is, that's your philosophy. That's great. But if you don't have the personnel to execute it as a coach, you have to adapt. You have to change. You can't run your philosophy out there. You got to be aggressive because you don't nor you got to be ag- more aggressive because you don't have the ability with your philosophy to be aggressive. So you have to manufacture it in some way. And he's he's not he's he's not a good coordinator at doing it. Just simply isn't. Appreciate the phone call. 877-867-1670. Uh, let's go to uh, Steve. Steve, welcome to the program, man. What's happening? Hey, Bill. So I, I was bouncing back and forth between uh, Wayne and Larry and the Westwood One broadcast because uh, sometimes the national uh, announcers give you a perspective you don't get from the local guys. Yeah. And the Packers got the ball back with 6.51 to go in the fourth quarter. And the uh, the color guy says, geez, I, I can't believe what the Packers are doing here. I mean, they... They should be going no huddle, and they're just walking right. in and out of the huddle very cavalierly. I, there's no sense of urgency. And I think that their body language says a lot about the overall mental state of the team. Uh, I would say that I was screaming the same thing, that I, I'm, I'm like, why are you not in hurry up? You, you should Absolutely. be hurry up running. To, this is like a two-minute drill because you're not down by one score. You're down by two. What are you doing? Yeah. Why? You, and they've got the ability to continually grind the clock on you. You need to take as as little time as possible. I I completely you're preaching to the choir, man. I completely agree with you. You and I should be drinking together, going, "What the hell, right?" And that's exactly what should happen. Just one other thing, you know, Darnell Savage is the Amari Rogers of the defense. He should have been gone last week, and 
other teams have figured him out. Wherever he goes, that's where they're going to go. And, you know, mm-hmm. Goody doesn't get enough of the blame for this. We, we, don't, we have a lot of bad football players, and, that, and Goody, Goody needs to be held accountable for this. Uh, he probably will be if they don't start performing. I mean, you got to figure, you know, you got, you, you, you had Amari Rogers, a third round draft choice, Royce Newman, TJ Slayton, who's given you some flashes, Shamar Jean Charles, Cole Van Lannan, Isaiah McDuffie, who's played well, Kylan Hill, who's now gone. That's from 2021, man. You got that's Papa 2021. Smarty. Yeah, that's 2021. I, I tell me what, dyna- what dynamicness is coming out of that 2021 draft. Zero. You don't have it. I, I, I just then be prior to that. You've got Jordan Love and AJ Dillon. Be, after that, you got Kamal Martin, Josiah DeGuara, uh, Runyon has played well for you. Hanson's been a good backup. Stepaniak, Vernon Scott, Jonathan Garvin. There's no dynamicness there, unless Jordan Love turns out to be an All Pro. The, the year prior, you got at least Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage and El, Elton Jenkins. After that, nobody's here. Sternberger, Kingsley, Kiki, Kadar Holman, Dexter Williams, Ty Summers, nothing. I, I just I, I the, the drafts are starting to rear their ugly head to say look the the depth of talent that pool is actually really shallow. Appreciate the phone call eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's do a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get right back to the phone calls. Got a lot more to get to. The Bill Michael Show continues after. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers lose to the Titans 27-17 on Thursday night football. Green Bay now 3-3 three three at home. The Packers had 271 yards of total offense and converted half of their third downs. It's just that, once again, they couldn't score points. Wide receiver Alan Lazard caught just five of 11 targeted passes and no touchdowns. They just stopped us on the first and second down with the plays that we were calling. Um, put us in third and long. I don't think they did anything too crazy as far as like manipulating us or anything. It was just failure of execution. The Titans rolled up over 400 yards of offense, 337 of that through the air. Tied in Austin Hooper with a 16-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter that put the game away. Yeah, Ryan threw me a great ball. I mean, we knew we were, what uh, what we were going to get. That's We knew it was going to be a bang-bang play like that when you run a skinny post into a uh, single high defense. So Ryan threw me a great ball, low where I could protect myself. I knew once I had possession, my knees down at that point. You know, that's, that's the end of the play. Tennessee had five plays of 30 30- yards or more was this the Packers secondary worst game of the season Jair Alexander yeah I think it was you know it's just it's so much emphasis on stopping the run you know you know those coverage busts it just can't happen you know at this point running back Derrick Henry is convinced the Titans offense can carry them to the postseason try to sustain every single drive getting first downs moving down the field and eventually getting in the end zone keep focus on getting better and improving you know, and I think as long as we do that, then everything happens where we want it to. So at four and seven, the Packers now have lost six of their last seven games. Matt LaFleur on losing last night at home after that overtime win against the Cowboys. To put on a performance like that, I don't even know what to say. Uh, There's nothing like a few days ago, um, and that's why you're only as good as your last game. That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you. 
Brett Coach Pickards. Now, he's got the name Coach in his title there on Twitter. says, uh, on the uh, booing last night, that's a garbage take. Coaches, players, and staff are human beings and are not defined what they do on the field or on the court. Be better than this. Wrong. That's a that's a coward, gutless take because you're a coach who doesn't want to be booed. If your skin is too thin, get the hell out. Get out. You are being paid millions of dollars to be better than this. That's a garbage take. Get the hell out of the show. I look, I I there are I don't boo at little league games, I don't boo at high school games, I don't boo usually at college games. Okay? I get it. Now that the guys are being paid, maybe you got the right to boo. But when you're paying a bunch of money and you've got organizations saying, hey, we're going to give you this piece of paper that calls you an owner, even though you really don't have much of a say, but give us two, three hundred bucks. Keep us around because you're passionate. You're a fan. I'm not saying uh, the money gives you a right to be a jerk. Okay, because I see fans that say I'm an owner, I can do what I want and then just act like total jerks. No, that's not what I'm saying. But when you see bad play calling, bad player management, bad clock management, bad positioning or just bad play in general. You have a right to expect better. No problem with that. That doesn't mean you're not a fan. It means, as a matter of fact, it's the opposite. You're a passionate fan. So that that's a garbage take. That's a garbage take. Sorry about your luck, but no, 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 no. You know, you, you're not always, you know, come on, guys, let's go. No, 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 no. You can do that. I don't fault you for that. But if you if if anybody wants to boo, I have no problem with it. If it's warranted, I have no problem with it. Like I said, being a jerk to be a jerk, I, I that's not that's not cool. But if you want to boo because you're, you're a fan, you're upset, I, I would say most fans today waking up this morning are really probably a little bit less because you've had time to let it sink in, but you're still pissed off about what you witnessed last night. You had an opportunity. You played. You gave everybody hope on Sunday. Talked about energy. Talked about playing a full four quarters. Talked about you know having we we believe we can win. As if the rest of us fans are kind of looking at each other, going, "What the hell?" Up until now, you didn't believe you could win. Then what are we paying the money for? If you don't believe you can win, why should we pay the money to go see you? All that stuff. So now you get everybody to buy back in and go. Okay, look, you resuscitated the season. Got a little bit of life. Got a little bit of life. We're gonna buy in. I'll take another jersey. I'll take another football. I'll take another hat. I'll take another scarf. I'll take another pencil. I'll take another pen. Whatever it is you're selling, I'm buying. We're coming up there. We're paying to park, paying for the tickets, paying seat licenses. Oh, paying the prices inside, outside, doing it. And then when things are terrible, you got a head coach going, I don't know. I'll look at the tape. I don't know. <laughs> you just, you just like Teddy Ruxpin, just keep pushing the same button. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Positive Pete right now. Yeah, I don't know. You have a right to be pissed. Bill, I would say we as a show uh, encourage booing when warranted. Yeah. I, we are a pro-booing show. Yep. Complain. Look, I if, if, we, if Ben and I suck and you say, Bill, today you sucked, I'm like, you know, okay, you got me on that one. Own it. You're getting paid to do it. Own it. 
Own it. That's also how you tell the front office you're unhappy. That's a, uh, yeah. Because it's not like you're going to not go to games because they make money from TV and all that stuff. How many times have we heard, well, the front office will keep doing the same thing because, you know, fans will keep buying the tickets and they'll keep applauding and they'll keep, they're the sheep. Now the fans finally rise up and say, this sucks. Exactly. And now you're mad at the fans for booing or mad at me for encouraging it? Ah, that's weak, weak, thin skin, weak. What's wrong with this country, man? Let's stand up. You, you, you got something? Say it. You express it in a particular way. We can all be friends at the end of the day and all admit we're still fans, for God's sakes. We're still Packers fans. I'm not, like I said, I'm not here to blow that green and gold sunshine up your butt like other websites are. That's not what we're here for. We're here to give you a slap in the face and go, damn it, there's reality to this. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.